This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello. <sighs> we're here again. We are, yeah. We're going live again. Um, but first, Caps fans got to tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook, our gracious sponsor. The hits literally keep on coming from one boxing event to the next. They grow in excitement and anticipation. And this weekend is no different with two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the ring Saturday night. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all new users a shot at turning $1 into $55. To celebrate this weekend's huge event, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering new users the opportunity to get 55 to 1 odds on either main event main event fighter to win this weekend's fight that's bet one dollars one dollar and if the fighter of your choice wins you win 55 dollars plus with basketball and hockey playoffs right around the corner DraftKings Sportsbook has even more ways for you to make it rain DraftKings Sportsbook is safe secure and reliable meaning you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can bet $1 to win $55 on this weekend's main event. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out for new users by offering them a chance to win $55 when placing a bet of $1 on this weekend's big fight. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's code THPN. Use it. Thank us later. Thank us later. Capstone's got a great episode for you today. As always, we will be talking about our week in review, which was not great. But, you know, there's some things that we that we have to explain this away, apparently. I don't know. Um, and uh, on Thursday, we have a epi where we did an interview with Andrew from the Short Shift Podcast. So be sure to tune into that. We went live, so, you know, you get all these benefits for going live at this point. But, um, yeah, so Thursday episode is going to be a cool interview talking about the Boston Bruins. It's going to pop in. Yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> Probably actually did pop a real beer. That's uh, it's pretty good timing there. Yeah, I timed that up nice, yeah. didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I mean, what's first, Polly? I'm looking for the outline here. Oh, here it is. Uh, we've got some brief league news, as always. We'll hit you off with some Caps fans. Um, it is announced Wednesday, the 28th, that Do- Jonathan Druin has taken an indefinite leave of absence from the Montreal Canadiens for personal reasons. Uh, the forward, who hasn't played since April 21st, was played on long-term injured reserve Wednesday. He scored 23 points, two goals, 21 assists in 44 games this season. This is a guy I think that's really taken a lot of heat for everything <laughs> in his career. You know, he was highly touted, played center, played wing, you know, got shit on in Tampa Bay, got shipped off to the Habs, yada, yada, yada. And now this, um, what's your take, Paul? 
Well, he's definitely a very recognizable name. Um, you know, it makes you wonder if there's something personal going on or he's like, I'm on LTR, so I'm going to go hang out with my family. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, a leave of absence is not, that's not just, hey, time to fuck off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, definitely interesting to see there. Um, the two-time cup winner, Andrew Shaw, who's placed on long-term IR March 5th, um, and last played February 9th, where he sustained a concussion, is retiring due to concussion issues. I mean, it's a long list of, long list of, uh, of players who have unfortunately had to cut it short, or at least has had these issues. Yeah, I was just, uh listening the other day on NHL radio and apparently he had had the issues in the past Mm -hmm. and basically after the last one he had I I guess he had said if it happens again I'm done yeah so uh, he's looking out for his long-term health because plenty of damage has been done Uh, right but you know he gets to walk away with his name on the cup twice, can't take that away from and uh yeah, successful career and good for him being smart. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh he's done it all. <laughs> Not exactly a retiring in disgrace or anything. So way it's good that he's looking out for himself and what a great career. Um Ryan Miller, the winningest, the most winningest United States-born goalie in NHL history, will retire after this season. He is the leader in wins among all U.S.-born goalies. I mean, Ryan Miller. Oh, I mean, when he was in Buffalo, they were they were a little bit more relevant, and he's been good as a backup for the Ducks the past few seasons. Um, I think the writing was on the wall for this one. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised he stuck around this long. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's retiring with a silver medal. Um, I think he took Buffalo on a decent run one year. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, again, a very accomplished career and no shame. Oh, I mean, winning his goalie in U.S. history, you know, right. that's a record that probably won't be broken soon. No, definitely not. Um, and as American goalies go, I mean, I think he was really the benchmark and the the pinnacle there. So, yeah, I mean, I think back on my lifetime, um, I think Richter was American. I think that's I think that's like the last one that I remember. Yeah, being so one of those like, guys. I think a team USA goalies Richter and Miller was Marty Turco. He was Canadian, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, hey, he's older. He's ready to retire. Uh, good for him. Yeah. You know? And he's he's one of those goalies that has had just great underlying numbers, you know, a, a really solid performer his entire career. So can't hate him there. Uh, the, U, the NHL and Turner Sports announced a seven-year media rights deal uh, agreement Tuesday that will have uh, that – like has regular season cup playoffs, final games, uh, and I think 
Do they get any of the Winter Classics? Maybe not. Maybe not. But uh, I think they do. Okay. I'm pretty sure. And that'll be good because I, I saw someone tweet, they don't cover college football. So oh. whereas ESPN is going to have to balance when they get – if Turner ends up with Winter Classics, right? that's – you know, that's where all their energy is going to be focused. Yeah, and so that'll be on TNT and TBS uh, for you non-knowers of movies, TV channels, which I didn't know that either. But um, that's their national television basic cable yeah. uh, partner, which is what they wanted and what they had in NBC. So, and I a- think there's like a streaming service they have or maybe – a more exclusive additional TV channel, okay. maybe a Turner Sports or something. Cool. Um, but, you know, they've already got the NBA and MLB, and I, I think they do just, you know, fine. Um, uh, again, NHL Radio, I heard a guy saying, uh, hopefully ESPN and TNT and Turner can bring in something new, maybe get a little more personality. Mm-hmm. Um Guy made a good point. When I watch NHL during intermission, I'm changing the channel, right? And hopefully, these new deals inspire some enthusiasm, some change. Maybe they they spice up the intermission shows a little bit. Maybe the analysts, a, yeah, get a little more character. Um, yeah, not just like here's what happened. Right. You know, talk about some unique stuff get people glued to the TV. And I wonder what that has to do with the affiliates that all the teams have now. I mean, you know, like we got Joe B and Craig uh, Lachlan and I I wonder they're going to need to be hired or revamped, replaced. I, I, uh, and I don't know if this is verified, but again, on Twitter, people were saying it doesn't affect the local contracts. So like, Mm. you know, uh, AT&T Sportsnet for the Penguins, that True. has nothing to do with the national coverage. Right. So when it comes to your local region, I believe they have their contracts in place. Sweet. That's great. It's great for us Caps fans because we have an amazing announcing team, uh, play-by-play and color. I like those guys. Yeah. So um, interesting. Uh, with this deal, the revenue – has effectively doubled. Yeah. Uh for TV. So um oh, and oh Memphis yeah. 45. Yes, Jonathan Quick uh going back to our uh our goalie um question there. Yes, Jonathan Quick is is an American goalie completely forgot. Yeah. Stud. Um, yeah. So who knows, maybe Ryan Miller will have challenge on that, but Quick's also getting advanced age as well, so we'll see. Maybe if he uh Pulls a hank and comes with the caps. Yeah, right. Um, but back to the TV deal. Yeah, so the NHL is basically doubled revenue on TV sales right now. So, you know, it's funny because when this deal was announced, Batman doubled down and said that the cap's not going up. Yeah. I don't know about all that. I think that he's playing it close to the chest. I think that the numbers will have to tell a different story. Well, the, the billionaires neither extra couple million. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like a, a money magnet, right? Whenever yeah. you have money, more money comes to it. So in any case, a great TV deal for the um, NHL 
and to double up in seven years, it's a good one. Um, the only thing I don't like is uh, NBC is a channel that almost everybody gets. Right. You will, if you have one of the more basic um, packages, you will have to upgrade to get TNT and TBS really? and ESPN. Yeah, my my cable package is 2 through 22, or no, 2 through 23, skips MTV, mm-hmm. I get USA, skip Nickelodeon, ESPN, ESPN2, NBC Sports, skip Golf, Turner. Oh, shit. Um, so, depending on your package, you may have to upgrade if you want to watch these cable games. But I would say the majority of people have a package that already includes these. Yeah, and I think that there's um, some sort of deal where it's on CBS as well. I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out my ass. But I had thought that the stipulation for uh, the NHL was that they needed basic cable to be to have the games. So we'll see. Anyways. It seems like good money deal for the for the league so far. We'll see how the finished product is when it comes out next right. season. Um, real quick, Quentin Byfield, number two pick of the twenty twenty NHL draft, made his debut Wednesday night. Is that who is that? For, who's he playing for? L A. Yeah, L A. Yeah. So good for him. The Seattle Kraken, um, aka the Seattle Totems have officially joined the NHL on Friday when they made the final payment of their $650 million expansion fee, allowing them to make trades ahead of the 2021 NHL expansion draft on July 21st and sign free agents ahead of their debut next season. Um, go back to last Thursday's episode and listen to me talk about some 3D contract play, 3D chess contract play that Ovi and uh, McClellan may be playing right now, but... Uh, it's it's for real, folks. I mean, we're going to have the Kraken next season. Yeah, I noticed when uh, we were on NHL.com earlier, mm-hmm. you were searching through the teams to go to the cap schedule. Yeah. Seattle's on the list now. Ooh, wow, they work fast. It'd be an empty calendar, but... Right. Except probably the expansion drafts on there. And they probably have news and stuff about the team, I'm sure. Yeah. So check them out. Um... Finally, Yager is returning to play his 33rd season. The 50-year-old beast ain't done yet. Uh, had an assist in Game 7 of the second-tier league finals for his Czech uh, league. Uh, his team, The team that he plays on, he owns, um, won and will play in the top Czech league, Czech Extraliga, this season. Yeah. Or so next they, season. They were promoted because they won. Wow. Yeah, it's like, you know, soccer. Yeah. Relegation and all that. Interesting. Very cool. All right. Moving on to uh, just some league news in the sense of playoffs. There's a few teams who have clinched a playoff spot. Uh, in the Discover Central Division, Carolina, Florida, and Tampa Bay have cat, have punched their ticket. The Honda West, Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota are in Mass Mutual East, Caps, the Flightless Shitbirds, and the Isles all in and locked. They got the X uh, next to their name. And in the Scotia North, Toronto has has is the only team that's a lock right now. Um, just to you know, just so you know, 
Uh, Gerard, how that seeding is going to take place on any of those divisions is probably still up in the air, especially for the Mass Mutual East. Um, and finally, Gerard Gallant will coach Canada at the 20, 2021 IIHF World Championship. So he's getting some some ability to show off his skill. Yeah. Uh, going off of that, I didn't put it in the outline, but they have picked a new date for Women's Worlds. Yeah. Yeah, you were talking about that. So um, do you have the date by any chance? Uh, just stall for a minute. But it is going to be in Canada still. Yes. So basically what we were saying, uh, what Polly's uh, Snack Time with Polly Cupcakes last Thursday where he was on a bit of a rant about why this hasn't been rescheduled because it should easily be. I mean, how hard is it to find a fucking rink in Canada um, to play this tournament in? Uh, So when does it start? August 20th through the 31st. Uh, It does not appear like they've picked a place yet, but it will be in Canada. Okay. There it is. Love to see it. Uh, And I mean, come on. Like this was a no brainer. Why the, why the fuck would you cancel it at this point in the game? Um, especially if the men are going to play, I mean, you might as well, like why, how hard is it? I mean, I get Canada's in a bit of turmoil right now with COVID and extra lockdown and yada, yada, whatever that means. But where there's a will, there's a way, right, Polly? Exactly. And it might be a little harder to find it on TV because that'll be in the middle of the Olympics. Or maybe right after. It, the Olympics right. might be over by then. So if they are, I'm sure NBC will try to show some games. At the very <clears throat> at the very least, I would expect NHL Network. Yeah. So definitely tune into those. Buy some merch. Buy some merch, folks. Buy women's uh, hockey merch, for P- sure. PWHPA.com, <clears throat> NWHL.zone. Or no. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you can buy USA hockey jerseys on usahockey.com. Absolutely. Um, there's a couple, there's a suspension. Well, a fine New York Islanders forward, Matt Barzal has been fined $2,000 supplementary dis- discipline, um, for diving. And, uh, that was announced today on the Haglin play where he, where Haglin took a hook. Yeah. I, he looked like he got shot. It was brutal. <laughs> oh, hate to see it. Diving so, such a I mean, soccer play. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Or LeBron James. Right. Whatever. Um, Brendan Sod uh, on the injury list has a lower body injury. Will be out two to four weeks. That's tough for the Avalanche, but yeah, he's been looking good. Yeah, but they they seem to be rolling. So yeah. Next yeah. man up. Um, Shane Gostabier expected to be out 7 to 10 days with a sprained MCL. I mean, 7 to 10 days for a sprained MCL seems a bit of an accelerated process. And the Philadelphia Flyers are an absolute dumpster fire. You might I, as well save that guy. I think they're mathematically eliminated. Oh, my God. If not, crazy. they're close. Yeah. No, it makes sense. So if they are, I mean, he, he doesn't have a chance at any records. Why rush Right. If it was Ovi, I get it. But right, right. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Jonas Corposalo out for the season for the Blue Jackets with a lower body injury. Um, happened Sunday versus Tampa Bay. Last Sunday. Last uh, Sunday. Yeah, in April, not okay. May second. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Columbus is outside looking in again. It's like anybody who gets injured for those teams, you just kind of call the season a wash and get healthy for next. Um, one that hurts me, Nikolai, uh, Nikolai Ehlers will be out the rest of the regular season for the Winnipeg Jets with an undisclosed injury, but he's expected to be back for the playoffs. That kind of screwed me on my fantasy team, which I just found out I think I lost in the semifinals after going on a literal like seven week tear. Well, maybe not seven, but like five, four or five week tear. Um, so fuck me, right? Yeah. yeah. I lost by a single hit. Well, the hockey gods got you. You reap what you sow. What? All right, whatever. For your attitude and beer league. <laughs> All right, I guess I deserve it then. Um, Carter Hart out for the rest of the regular season for the Flyers. You know, sprained MCL on his left knee. Again, just like Ghost, just heal. Yeah, and especially for a goalie, it probably is worse. Yeah, a franchise goalie at that. Yeah, and, you know, the moves and positioning he has to make, you can't mess with that. Yeah, no doubt. All right. This is a late one. So let's uh, let's get into the Washington wraparound, huh? Do it. All right, Caps fans. Um, week started out pretty good. You know, yeah. It was happy. Well, Happier. I mean, Ovi wasn't playing. Yeah. But Lavulette did say he's okay for the playoffs, just taking right. it slow. Yeah, so at this point, we're, we're minus an Ovechkin, but <clears throat> we roll into the island. Um, it's a uh, three, or no, I'm sorry. We're coming home, and we're finishing our games against the Islanders. Uh, in a three-game series, which we have, we're two and zero at this point. Um, you know, first period, Sprong slotting in for Ovi scores on the Caps' first shot, and the Caps end the period with a five-on-three power play on a pair of tripping calls against the Isles. Uh, we did not, we did not convert on that. Uh, it was a one-nothing win, but uh, second period, the boys came out and I loved it. They were buzzing, physical. Uh, tracking down pucks, just wanted it. Um, it seemed like this period that the Caps were the nail more than the hammer, which is rare. It seemed like they were getting, you know, hit quite a bit and not really dulling it out instead. Um, <clears throat> and this, this kind of, uh, it resulted in, in, a Matt Martin hitting Raffle in a kind of an, precarious situation where Raffle's like turning up and turning into the boards and Martin basically takes him out and hits him high, like a lot of contact to the head. Uh, Raffle goes down. <clears throat> he ends up being okay, but Matt, uh, but Char took exception and just started pounding Matt Martin. <laughs> yeah. Love having that guy. Yeah. I mean, what a team player. Lo- love to see it. Uh, especially coming in and, and at 43 years old, like just dad's beating everybody up. Right. It's like when you're, when you're like, my dad could beat your dad up and my, your dad actually beats the other kid's dad up. Yeah. Except he's like, my dad can beat you up. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. He's Fair got enough. that like extra grown man strength. Yeah. Even more than the already grown men in the league. Right. Exactly. And I mean, f- I mean, forty three though. You know, he's, he's taken out. I mean, Matt Martin is no sl- like slub. He's a he's a physical guy, big guy. Yeah. And can he can throw him? But it's the second time that they've they've fought this season. Um, the first time was when we were getting absolutely destroyed by the Isles. Um, but, you know, I think that we've really, after this game, shown that uh, we've we've kind of figured the Islanders out. Yeah, both, for sure. Both physically and on the scoreboard, so that's good. Um, fourth line buzzing, uh, been the most committed line, I felt, for the past few games and really all this week. Uh, scoreless second ends with a sprung hooking penalty with 30 seconds left in the third. Uh, Caps really dominated this period multiple minutes at a time, controlling the puck in the Islanders' end. Just playing keep away, doing a good job. Uh, up and down the lineup, too. It wasn't just our first line or the fourth line. I mean, we were making changes in their own zone. Yeah, and that's how you beat the Islanders. You right. keep the puck in their zone for an extended amount of time. Yep. And, I mean, that's probably, uh, well... <laughs> Unlike the Penguins, uh, we could actually score against them. Uh, in the third, you know, Caps' energy keeps going. Uh, Isles did get a couple chances during that 30-second power play, but uh, and they started pushing back. Uh, and, you know, a lot more back and forth, I'd say, in this period as the Islanders kind of realized it's a one-goal game and let's start pushing, taking some chances. Um, but it eventually springs Mantha for a breakaway. It was denied by Sorokin. You know, for a big man, the, he can accelerate quickly. <clears throat> I mean, he's got a great stride, super smooth, and, and you don't think that he's going that fast. Like, he doesn't look like he's going fast, but then he, he just blows by yeah. all the defenders, and you're like, oh, shit. Um you know, I thought that the big takeaway for from this game is that the puck retrieval uh, on the Capitals' uh, end was just great. I mean, they lost very little puck battles. They got to the pucks first. Uh, they were they were hungry for it. Um, they they wanted it all game, and just doubling pe- play or I'm sorry, dominating play. But they they doubled up shots on the Isles at this point. You know, I think it was like 30 to 15-ish, something around that. Um, things do get a little dicey, though, towards the end when Wilson Peugeot gets sent to the box after a tussle. And that's when, like, Chara, again, in the middle of it, is just like, he just grabbed Peugeot's stick and just was like, I'm taking this from you. And then yeah. Willie just hits him in the head, pops his helmet. I think it was absolute garbage that they took Willie with him. Yeah. Um, but... They probably thought they were, quote-unquote, keeping under control. Right. And then uh, Mantha gets whistled for an absolute phantom call as the puck fails to clear in the very next sequence. Uh, Caps kill it at the end there with an insane... We we get St. Thomas back out of the box and comes out and just has the an incredible uh, midpoint block yeah, on I that think, shot. I think that one was hurting him. I think he kind of... Oh, Limp, yeah. Limped off, was wincing. Right. But, I mean, what a block, way to sell out. Yeah. Uh, it was a nail-biter till the end, you know. You, you never know. The Caps are good for spotting teams' goals. So, uh, I loved it. Very, um, very good defensive clinic done by the Caps at this point. 
the Isles just can't score, and it's a Vitek Vanacek shutout. Love this to is, see it. Uh, what, two times in three-game series that the Caps beat the Islanders in their kind of hockey. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that we didn't blow them out, but I think that this one really stung for the Islanders, for sure, to come off, you know, pretty – you know, a two two game two games in a row taking the L and then coming to DC and then just finishing it off that way, because I would think that you know Barry Trotz, he's a great road coach. He knows what how you should play on the road, and uh, the Islanders for the most part did that. They just had zero heroics from anyone on their team. Yeah, to 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 net one. So yeah, even though Barzell tried with embellishment. Yeah, <laughs> right. Anything to get an edge, I guess. Uh, then the week takes a bit of a turn for the worst. On the 29th, Pittsburgh comes to town, 7 p.m., 5-4 overtime loss. I fucking cannot stand this fucking team. So much so that I kind of smirked when Rodriguez got hurt, uh, off his own player's shot. Uh, so that's, you know, and we'll talk about it in the next game, but. I believe it. Yeah. That's two players that the Penguins have injured on their own end. Um, it's a third game in the row that Ovi is out. And also, uh, it seems John Carlson has had a lower body injury as well, which is bad. Uh, the good, the silver lining, Schultz gets back in the lineup. So he's back and ready to go. And he looked good. Two assists on the night. Uh, love to see it. I think that if he would have stayed healthy, I probably would be enjoying some Minnesota beers. But I guess State of Hoppy is probably gonna, maybe we're going to win this bet because I think I think he's still about ten points shorts at thirty-five. Yeah, he's going to go on a tear. Yeah, it could happen. It could happen. Um, so for this game, first period is pretty dominant um, by the Caps after the teams really kind of took turns taking rushes. Uh, pins had more chances, but less possession time. I felt, uh, early on, uh, this led to a delay of game call and a subsequent power play deflection goal by TJ Oshie off a shot from Schultz. Love that. This is, uh, followed by more domination by the caps. And then of course a bad pass an uncharacteristically bad pass by Backstrom in his own zone to, I don't know what the fuck he was looking at. I think that he saw a far guy and mistimed and misaimed the pass for one, and also just that's just ill advised to do that against the Penguins team that really cuts down the lanes well. Um, <clears throat> so that was a just a bad pass by Backy in the middle of the zone, an unassisted Barry by Kapanen. Uh, you know, I feel like on good games against the Penguins, the Caps give up one free goal on a bad play. Every game. Yeah. Let's so, take a quick break from the sadness. Yeah. And uh, say, thanks, Marcus. Uh, oh, yeah. Saying he doesn't like the cups, uh, the caps, because of the cup run in 18, but he does love us. So, thanks, Marcus. We love, we you, love you. We love you, Marcus. As Troll would say, love you, mean it. <laughs> uh, so... I mean, on bad games against the Penguins, 
we give up a shitty free goal and the refs do their fucking part to bury us in some sort of power play fuckery or whatever. Um, so I look at this game and I'm like, okay, that's par for the course. I suppose, you know, it's a little disheartening, but the boys should be used to it. Uh, so after the, after the first, it's just like a, a one nothing game. Uh, or I mean a one, one game. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> going into the second, uh, Gaudreau scores on a two on two about halfway through the second period, putting the pins up two one. It was answered quickly by an absolute late man. Can Ornolov just fucking rip it? Right. Um, on that full cocked uh, slap shot, it is deadly and accurate. So it went, um, it went bar, then Jari, then in, um, and then a few minutes later, Justin Schultz with another deflection for uh, assist for uh, Sprung, and that puts the Caps ahead. Um, you know, and but and again at the end of the period, the Caps fail to clear, and it leads to a Zach Assey goal, who is a Apparently still pissed about Wilson shattering his jaw into oblivion a few years back. Gunsel and Crosby whine the entire time, and it was a tie game after two. Marcus does have a question. Marcus says, <clears throat> who would you rather play in the first round, the Bruins or the Islanders? And I'm saying the Islanders. So, what yeah. about you, Paulie? Uh, a couple weeks ago, I would have said Bruins. But yeah. after this three-game series, winning at home and away, I would rather play the Islanders as well. Yeah, and plus we want a little bit of redemption from uh, getting our asses kicked in the bubble. Yeah, um, Barry Trotz's team. Absolutely. So uh, you know, not nothing against Barry Trotz. The dude's a beauty, but I would much rather it'd be a nice little redemption story. Yeah, I'd rather respect him from the top of the podium. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just over halfway in the third, Kapanen, I mean, he makes it four three pins. This was, uh, you know, Char was a little bit out of position, tried to close the gap, but couldn't. I mean, Kapanen comes down with a full head of steam and just absolutely short side buries on Vanacek. I think um, it's, it's tough for me to blame Vanacek for this. Yeah, this kid's a stud. I'm, yeah. I'm scared about... The post Crosby era, Kapanen being in his prime. Yeah, um, I mean he's a good one-two punch, or one-two-three punch. You know, um, I mean that's a goal in any league. He just rifles this thing to the roof. I don't. I don't know. The only thing Vanacek could have done is just stayed standing, which mm-hmm. you're never going to do. Yeah, because if you do that, then you start getting beaten low. Right. Um, the cat, the game stays that way until the final minute. Latang uh, had an empty net shot from the far blue line, hit post and bounced the corner. And uh, Russ had an empty net chance. He passed up to somebody. I think Gensel. it was Gensel, but Gensel. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, also didn't go. Then with 14.3 seconds left, I'm concentrating on Orlov, who uh, has straight up. You know, has this like has one of the his equipment like those blockers that go on your skates fall off, and he's like dangling it around. He was like messing with it, but then play went. He he got the puck all messed up, and then gave it to the point, and they worked it down low. And Tom St. Thomas buries uh, to tie it up four four. Uh, that was nice work by Kuzi in the corner. Yeah, uh, he may I think if I'm remembering correctly, he was warding off two guys 
and then just turned around right onto Wilson's tape, and he roofed it from close. That was a clutch play. Very nice, very nice. Um, <clears throat> and so both teams get a few looks in OT, but Gunsel wins it on a on a bit of a broken play uh, in OT. So it's great that we clinched a playoff spot with 69 points. Nice. nice. Uh, absolute shit that we had the exciting goal to tie it and then, then blow it in OT. Um, Marcus also asks what they, we think of Mantha so far as a cap. I like him. He's good. A lot of speed, a lot of body. Um, you know, Verona has done well in Detroit and I think that that kind of, he's outscored him. Um, though he had one game where he'd score four goals. So I'm not exactly sure where. That goes into value long term or over several games. <clears throat> the one big thing I will say is that uh, I think Manth is a way better passer, um, and him and Backstrom together are pretty good. They have a lot of chemistry, and then with TJ Oshi on that line as well. I mean, he's very complimentary. He's just him being out there, zooming around. Um, opens up a lot of space for the other guys and be him being able to, with that gifted release and playmaking and, and passing ability, you know, he's a threat to set up the play and finish it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like his size, his physicality. He plays more and better defense <clears throat> than Verona. Um, love Verona, wish him the best. Uh, I'm wearing a shirt that has his name on it underneath of this. Yeah, uh, and I don't I like think we trait. I don't think we sacrifice that much speed. No, you know, Mantha's got like some really good wheels when, especially on like those first three power strides. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's definitely interesting to see that. I think um, I think it was I, I like him, and it, past couple games he may not have buried, uh, but. That's going to come. It's going to come no matter what on this team for sure for him. But, uh, I, I think that he's stepped up his, he's not a hitter. You know, he doesn't go out no. and bang. But <clears throat> I think that he has a little bit of something to prove to all the haters in Detroit who told, said he was soft right. and, you know, disinterested in physical play and, and mucking it up. So I think that him, like Sprong, uh, kind of have these, these haters to to make look stupid, and I think they're doing yeah. their best. Yeah, and I'd have to say um, he brings more value when the puck's not there, right? Than Frana did. Um, you know, if you <clears throat> want to hear more, we talked about it in our uh, interview we just recorded. It's the Thursday episode. You can also find the video on our Twitter at CapsChirp. Um, if you don't want to wait till Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's, uh, get into, oh, there's one more question and we, we will definitely, because he showed us some love. Uh, I've always wondered what Capitals fans think of the Knights. I know the Knights fans don't like the Caps. Uh, look, the Vegas Knights were handed a fucking team and they made it to the fucking finals. So if we couldn't have beat them, uh, and to win a cup, I feel like the fan base would be in total despair. Yeah. Um, I think it's impressive what they did. It, sure. 
it, it definitely benefited that they had a roster of guys with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. I think the most impressive thing about Vegas is that they've sustained it. And at this point, I think they're the only team prior to the cup that can beat Colorado. Um, we'll see if, uh, 10 years from now if right. they're still relevant or if the expansion draft wears off. But what they've put together so far, uh, I think is very impressive. Uh, definitely much better rules than previous expansion drafts. And, yeah. you know, they took it, they were given the opportunity and they did, they did the best they could with it. So hats off to them. But, uh, you know, at some point in the future, you will feel the pain of missing the playoffs like we all have. And I don't think that the Seattle expansion is going to be as lucky as the uh, Knights. So the Golden Knights got a lot of knee-jerk draft picks and just, please, God, don't take our guy. Um, They're not going to get a flurry. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to – I'm not sure that the Kraken are going to be able to hold everybody over the coals as they did uh, previously. You know, the trade deadline has been very unactive. You know, we just uh, – Andrew just let us know on the Thursday episode that uh, – or this upcoming Thursday episode during the interview that we just recorded that only 40 players moved, which is an all-time low uh, during this – Deadline. So I think that what basically teams are doing is planning for the future, the ones they're rebuilding, and hunkering down because of the cap situation. Now, that being said, that's both a double-edged sword, right? I mean, you could lose a good piece of your core in the expansion draft still, but I don't think teams are as willing to like give away draft picks for or bargain too heavily in the Kraken's favor as they were the Knights. Yeah, I think um, the Knights had an advantage. You know, they hadn't had an expansion draft in what maybe like twenty years ish. Right. So it was so new for everyone. Yeah, it was it was new. Um, this time they're going to know how to be more savvy, work around the rules. Right. Um, but I am excited that Vegas started wearing gold jerseys. Yeah. Uh, I hate the fact that they started off with a gray jersey, being the Golden Knights. Yeah. So, I like that. And, you know, props to McPhee. I mean, ex-Caps uh, GM of the year before. Um, so, wish him the best of luck. Uh, a little bit heartbreaking for him that he didn't get to win a cup. Uh, yeah, he's as, lost two cups. Right, and lost the cup to the Caps, right? But uh, I'm sure he's... Loving it in the desert in his mansion, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, I will say this. If they weren't playing the Caps, I would have been rooting for them. Sure. Yeah. yeah. If, if Tampa had beaten the Caps, I would have been pulling for Vegas for sure. Oh, yeah. Um. <clears throat> all right, so final game of the week. Still no uh, – that was on the, on the first. Do we have to? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> against Pittsburgh again um, – that's a three nothing loss, Caps fans. Lay a fucking egg. Still no John Carlson nor Ovi. Uh, existence is fucking pain. First period, back and forth period. Um, dusty ass Russ scoring a seven, about seven minutes in. I mean, far side all alone. 
Garner Hathaway's retrieving a puck that just squirts out of the zone and he blows a tire in the worst way, can't recover, and it's basically a 2 on 0 the other way and Russ just comes in and from about like 10 feet out buries a far side goal on Samsonov. I mean, that's that's not on Sammy there. That's just a fucking lucky, ridiculous uh, play. And, you know, I guess give I guess you could give Russ credit. But it was I mean, a nice play. It was not a nice play. It was, it was a, a fortunate play. All right. I'll say this before we even get to the second one. Okay. All I have to say is, oh, I guess I have a lot to say. But Brandon Rust is a very good hockey player. Is he from Notre Dame? He did play at Notre Dame, but... That's the only reason you're saying this. With these two unassisted goals and all the other stuff he's done in his career... If anyone sits there and says Sidney Crosby turned this guy into a star, yeah, you are fucking nuts. Right. Brandon Rust is a talent. Just because you didn't know his name before he came to the Penguins does not mean Crosby made him. Yes, Crosby makes nice plays that Rust scores on. But Rust would be doing the same thing on the Caps, on the Avalanche, on the Knights. He'd be doing it anywhere. So... If you think Sidney Crosby has made Rust or Gensel, for that matter, you're an idiot. Yeah. And if you're a Penguins fan, we already knew that. Or Kuhn, it's Stanley Cup winner before he came to Pittsburgh. Yeah. You didn't yeah. make him either. Exactly. Um, anyways, <laughs> Cap's throwing the body out there, but the timing is off again. You know, and I'm not sure if – I well, I think it's a combination of, the couple, of a couple things. I think that the the Penguins do a good job forechecking. They pressure you. And they also cut down, um, as Alan May would say, they check the, the puck, not the body as much. So they are cutting down passing lanes. They're trying to intercept passes. It's a big part of their game. They did it well. Uh, they fucked up our breakaway or our breakout a ton. Uh, a breakout that I always, I felt was very... Um, I mean, it's super interesting. There's a lot of options on the breakaway or break break out. Like when we're in the corner and we pass at the front of the net, like no coach is ever going to tell you to do that, but we do it. And then we play like a three man triangle out of our own zone in very close passes. The cat, uh, they also, we also do this like high as we're at the blue line. Like if the puck's on the, on the boards, we um, really just feed the middle mm-hmm. coming up, which is what you're supposed to do. But the way that the Caps do it is very, um, it's risky. You have to have a lot of talent to be making these, uh, passes. And when a team is just going to split the difference between you and who they know you're going to go for. So basically, instead of having the option to, uh, just bank it out of the zone on the boards and they know that your number one check down is going to be going into the middle, they're going to try to capitalize on that. So. Again, a double-edged sword on the whole breakout. Uh, but I just felt like passes were in the feet, you know, on the backhand, uh, when it should have been the forehand, especially in front of uh, the opposing net, in front of Jari. I mean, did you see that too, Polly? Uh, no, I actually missed a portion of the game. Oh, okay. Um, I was listening. Well, I mean, for both games, I felt it was that way. For they're just the just it just seemed like timing was off. You know, you're not hitting the guys tape to tape. You're getting the puck to them, but they're going to have to slow down, make adjustments to get the puck. And I think that you know, like I said, personally, 
the the penguins did a good job of shutting of pressuring. I and I think the Capitals the looked like typical Capitals when they played the Penguins. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, now, you know, I I don't know. Uh, I just thought that the Caps needed to really calm down and simplify it after the first period, and, and we were only down one nothing at that point. You know, just shots on net, crowd the net, and clean up the garbage. It's a great way to get back into a game, right? Get a get a greasy goal. Um, in the second period, fucking rust again off a bullshit block from Orlov. You know, I felt Orlov should have probably just drug him down on that play and taken the penalty, but um. You know, you thought that he should have either wristed it in instead of loading it up and the, or passed it. Yeah. So uh, my first instinct was he should have just dumped that in the corner, seeing him that close. Right. Uh, and then you made a good point that he had a couple levels of screens. So, you know, that's a good point. If, if that's the case, though, with him being up in his grill like that, I think he needs to wrist it so he has a little more control over the accuracy. Yeah. If you're going through screen, screens anyway, you're looking for a tip. You don't need it to be as fast. So a wrister is probably better in that situation. Again, I mean, it's a split-second decision. And, right. you know, I'm watching on my TV, <laughs> Yeah. you know, with a beer belly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think Orlov just... I mean, that, that's his thing. He just rips it from the point. But in that situation, I think Arister, he has more control over what happens. Yeah, and maybe he can kind of make one more stutter step away during Arister uh, to get I, a better angle. I always wanted to have a goal like what happened on this play. Block a <laughs> shot, chase it down, and then yeah. go down for a breakaway. I mean, I've done that before. But, I mean, honestly, what a lucky bounce off his shin pad to just put it yeah. exactly where he wanted it. It happened to me once, but I didn't score. Oh, well, that's unsurprising. Yeah. <laughs> Leading scorer in college history. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck Our up. Our college, not <laughs> all college. Um, You know, it's, after that, still, like a back-and-forth game. I think the Caps were getting zone time, but they weren't being threatening. Uh, they were unable to penetrate the middle. And then it resulted in an incredible, like an incredibly lucky Jeff Carter goal. I mean, off the skate, Dowd had him wrapped up and and moving him away from the mouth of the net. I mean, we did everything right there except take the puck away from the passer. But that shit happens. Left um, him on my bench in fantasy. Carter. Yeah. Oh, nice. Double double edged sword there. Right. In in. Insult and injury there. Yeah. Um, in the last five minutes, the Caps put on an offensive clinic, though, in the second period, and, and Jari just stood on his head. I mean, a couple very point-blank shots. I mean, that's the type of desperation that the Caps needed to play with all game, and it was great to see it in the second. Um, but, unfortunately, the going into the third, they couldn't transition that, that juice. The Caps successfully kill, um, you know, a good pa- – a, a good – PP um, uh, from the pens. And then Dylan absolutely destroys Teddy Bluger in a fight. I mean, that was an absolute, <laughs> absolute beatdown. Um, and the Caps ended up getting a power play during that play. So, I mean, at what point on a 3 nothing loss is it acceptable to just start hitting everyone as hard as possible? 
which the Caps sort of did, but I don't know. As soon as it's uh, 3-0. Yeah, right? You should, right? You should just start banging bodies and seeing what comes loose, what shakes loose. So, <sighs> Caps went 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Yep. You had guessed that they would go 2-0-1, oh, so you were closest. I said they were going to go undefeated, and that was stupid. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, brutal, dude. They, I fucking hate the Penguins. I hate losing to them, but they take first place in the division. They now have Boston right now as a stand. If the standings stay this way, and we have the Isles, so I'm not incredibly worried. I mean, this is something that we kind of want. I'd rather see the Isles than any other team in the first round, especially after dominating them the, in the you know less than two weeks before. Um. <clears throat> Next week, we've got the Rangers at 7 on the 3rd and the 5th, and we're that's in Madison Square Garden. And then we come back home for two games against Philly at 7 p.m. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Ovi comes back, and in that time period, we've got five games left. Hopefully, he can get himself two goals and become number five all-time. One goal... He ties Marcel Dion mm-hmm. on two goals. Dion becomes sixth. And he becomes fifth, which will put him at like 158 behind Gretzky or something. Right. OV is skating, just not a lot. Yeah. Um, that's a positive sign. And, you know, I do think we'll have him for playoffs, but I hope it's nothing serious. I'm not really sure. Nobody's said what the actual injury is. I'm sure this offseason we'll figure it out. Hopefully he doesn't have to get surgery or anything crazy like that. You know, yeah. I mean, to see him out of lineup for three straight games, it seems like that's very tough. Yeah, it's very uncharacteristic. Yeah. So, what are your predictions for next week, there, Paulie? Three and one. Three and one. I'm saying we're going zero and four. We're not going to win a single game this week. Really? Yeah, we're going to be perfect. You're trying to manifest it, aren't you? <laughs> You're trying to get that opposite karma. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nope. We're just, we've been dog shit against the Rangers and they're surging. I think we dropped both of those games. And then I think Philly somehow gets it together and and they beat us too. Okay. 0-4. Well, this is a time I'm sure you'll be happy to be wrong. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely, absolutely. I I would be very happy to be wrong for that. But And we will have a pod beforehand, but after this week, just one more game, the 11th against Boston at home. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's it. Uh, Caps fans, I hope you're staying safe and not letting this Pittsburgh uh, ass-kicking get too into your head. Uh I know that's tough, but hey, like I said, you know, six game losing streak to go into the playoffs. It's exactly what you want. It's yeah. exactly where you want to be if that happens. Well, be seven. We have five oh, games yeah. left. Seven game. No, six. We just lost twice to the Penguins. We got five left. Well, I'm talking about this week. Oh. Yeah. With my prediction. Yeah. Yeah, so... (laughs) Yeah, it's late. We had a long one. 
Absolutely. Lost a beer beer league game we should have won. Yeah. Uh, we recorded and then recorded. Yeah. So, you know, it's us grinding it out for you, Caps fans. This is all for you. So thank you for all the support. And uh, thanks for the continued support. And I'm fucking tired and I need to upload these. So until next week. Paul, you have anything else? Uh, nope. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> until next week, Cavs fans, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey, Cavs fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Cavs Troll podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.